Okay, well, so uh, it's it's been um, a couple weeks, sadly, and we have been uh, away, and people are... I prefer the word predisposed. We've been predisposed. It's kind of like predestined. It's like predisposed. So for those that were were feeling withdrawals. They were hurting. Oh. Wow. We're back. Yeah. Yes, we is. That means this is episode 21. 21. Blackjack. There you go. Yeah. All right. So, um... It's been a couple of weeks. I was I was gone for a week, and then I was gone for another week, and yeah. Well, you, I mean, you had a vacation. That's okay to say you had a vacation. I was on vacation, then I was at a conference. Yeah. And then I came back, and you were gone. Yeah. You were, like, working on a deck or something. Yeah, my son-in-law is, uh, they're getting their very first son-in-law. house. Son-in-law, let's just call him Garrett. Garrett. Garrett and Grace bought a house. Garrett Grace. Well, they're uh, an they, escrow to buy a house. They're an escrow to buy a house, and we're having to do a few things on it, and it's super fun. A spectacular. I like it. So, it was wrecking a deck. Reckon a deck. Yeah, took a day off. So anyway, so but we're back. We're we're back and better than ever. I would like we to are say so back, so much better than ever. Yeah, um, I guess this segment of the show is the the news moment. Is there something newsy? Okay, so I don't know if you've been following any of the stuff that's been happening in Hong Kong. Probably not. But the oh, last no, month, the there's been people in Hong Kong are upset. There's been a big protest yeah. going on in Hong Kong because of some decisions that the leader of Hong Kong has made uh, having to do with extraditing people to the mainland of China. Well, they're trying to make Hong Kong like China. Well, yeah. I mean, the, the United Kingdom gave Hong Kong back to China in 1997. Well, I understand, so, but the yeah. Hong Kong people have not they, given yeah, it back no, to no, China. No, they've they had are, a lot of freedoms. They are not about okay, it. Okay, but did you, did you hear what song is the protesters' theme song that they've been singing at their big protests? Ay, 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 ay? No, check this out. I, I even have some audio for you. Whoa, I can't wait. Sing hallelujah to the I knew that would be your response. Your face, if only people could see your face. This, so that, dude, that's like how soccer fans sing. They're is, singing for Jesus. This is like, okay, wow. this is the 1970s hymn. Like a Calvary Chapel originated yeah. hymn from the no, 1970s. I, I remember singing it in the yeah. round. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, wow. I played it for Kelly yesterday, and wow. she goes, I remember singing that. I liked that song. Dude. Isn't that a trip, though? It just keeps going. So... There's like a Jesus component going on there. It's not all about money. So these are the protesters, and this is their theme song. Sing hallelujah to the Lord. How, how awesome is that? I was like, I was blown away when I saw that. It was They're, on the BBC. Wow. Yeah. Dude, that's awesome. They had to explain, this is how, this is how far we've moved. Like every news agency I went to look they this news. They don't know what hallelujah. No, they had to like explain where this song came from and what it has to do with. And it's a Christian song. It's like... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> dude. <laughs> you think? Oh, we shouldn't be laughing. That's sad. Yeah, well, it tells you all you need to know about Western culture in wow. 2019. Well, you want to hear something funny. My kids are out of college now, but I remember uh, six years back, seven years back when they were in college, uh-huh. they came home and they're like, Dad, you're not going to believe this. I go, what? They go, Calvary Chapel and Chuck Smith is in one of our textbooks. Right on. The Jesus People as a historical footnote. They were kind of a big deal. Yeah. So I thought, well, yeah, see, there you go. 
Totally. Yeah. So I, I found that really, really interesting. As soon as I heard it, I thought that has to end up on the podcast. But yeah, isn't that cool? I want to go to China and like stir the pot now. And go sing, sing hallelujah with the Lord. That would be so awesome to be hanging well, out with their Chinese brothers singing hallelujah. So uh, two Escondido finest uh, squad cars just pulled up in our parking lot across the street. All right. Are they huh. arrested somebody? It looks like they're dealing with someone underneath the basketball hoops across the street. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of... Do we have some... Uh, illicit things going on uh, oh, yeah. the basketball Well, that's always the way it is. Yeah. No yeah. basketball. No basketball, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah, I don't know. There's no basketball going on in the basketball. So, so, yeah. So, I was reading this article out of Hong Kong, and uh, the protesters, uh, that's their theme song, Sing sounds, Hallelujah to the Lord. Dude, I and love then it. Get that sounds, that's straight out of Hong Kong. That that's pretty awesome. Man. Yeah, I love straight it. Out. Straight so, out of Hong Kong. I love yeah. it. So, and then afterwards, this is what was totally blowing the, the media, the Western news media away, is that the protesters, okay, like, you know, whenever we have like a World Trade Organization protest in like Seattle and all the, oh, the gosh, protesters, man. they break everything and destroy it's, everything. Yeah. The protesters in Hong Kong, when their protest would be done in the middle of the night, they would all show up with trash bags and come and clean the streets perfectly. So the next morning, everything looks like Disneyland clean. And everybody's blown away that the protesters, they come through, they clean up after themselves. And they're like a good example? Yep. Wow. And they're singing hallelujah to the Lord. So That's super cool, man. You know, there's more Christians in China than there are in America. Maybe they'll send some missionaries to us so we can evangelize they some more people. They probably already are. That's what all these uh, awesome restaurants we go to, they're probably evangelizing Dude, right now. Those guys are legit. I'm super stoked about that. Some good food. That's the best news I've heard all day. Yes. Well, that's the only news I have, so... I tried to find some good news stories, but I didn't. I didn't That's really a great news story. I thought it was. Yeah. It it made me feel very happy. That's good. God's doing a work. Yeah, it's easy sometimes to get kind of the like wrong thinking. Yeah. And be thinking like, oh, somehow we're losing. Culture's doing this and doing that. It's so depressing. And I gotta say, I was know? at this conference last week, and there was just this this just undercurrent of pessimism, and I was thinking, you know, I like the optimistic vision of the future. Jesus is coming back one day. And it's going to rock. Yeah. We he's win. Gonna, he's going to come on the crowd, clouds with great glory. With great glory? I knew you were going to say it. I, I set you up. I teed, I teed yeah, it up perfectly for you. There. Jesus is coming on the clouds with great glory? Of course. Greg will be there, too. Yeah, Greg will be there. He'll he, definitely be Greg's there. Greg's going to heaven, right? He'll do an altar call when he comes. But he's going to have hair when Jesus comes back. You think so? I think he's going to get restored. He's going to get a glorified body, at least his head. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Well. Yeah. So. We're back. The Questions Podcast. All right. So you've got questions. There, oh, yeah. I, I do have some questions. Yeah. But yeah. we got questions. But we have yeah. a little bit of questions. Hey, get this. You know, at the end of our episode 20, which was two weeks ago. I think episode 20 was epic. Was it? I think to so. go back and re-listen to it. I had it. a lot of commentary on that. By well, the way. so I, I told people to go and uh, to mean, give a us a five-star. Yeah. Remember I said, yeah, go give star. us a five-star rating. Twelve people gave us five-star ratings. Those are loyal listeners. Not a single four-star rating. Well, they give a four-star. I'm going to hunt them down. Well, we told them not to. If uh, you know, yeah. keep keep your bad news to yourself. If you can't give us a five-star rating, don't you know? We're very weak psychologically. We can't handle that kind of stuff. Mama says, if you can't say anything good, don't say anything at all. I call that thumper theology. Oh yeah, yeah. Remember thumper from Bambi? Yeah. If you can't say nothing nice, don't say nothing at all. I like Thumper it. theology. What's a four-star rating? It's like, oh, man, I think I could do another start. No, no, I'm too weak. Oh, I get out of here with your four-star rating. That's right. We don't Five four star, star or nothing. Five-star. Five-star yeah. or nothing. Exactly. So. Yeah. Only losers get four stars, and we 
we just can't. I just can't handle being can't that lose. kind of loser. No, no I can't no. lose. Uh-uh. I guess, you know. All right. So some. Um, oh, I did get a a. Remember, in our last conversation, we talked about um, the different views on when life begins. You remember yeah. we talked about that? Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. I got a text on our phone number, uh, and someone said this. So this is from one of our loyal li- listeners. I enjoyed your informative discussion of the various views on life and when it begins, but I noticed you omitted the midlife view, which is that life begins when the kids move out and the dog dies. <laughs> Oh, I like her. <laughs> I did. I did uh, miss that one. I'm going to give her a gold star. <laughs> that was yeah. not a part of my yeah. uh, my list of when life begins, but I like that. Well, that, I'm that's, so far away from that one. That Mid-life. is so funny. Well, we are enjoying a dog free lifestyle. I was having a conversation with some people the other day about mm-hmm. midlife because I will be 40 at the end of this year. <sighs> anyway, so um, I made some comment about midlife, and then so we got into this discussion of what exactly is the dictionary definition of midlife. And I will not be midlife because the dictionary definition, Oxford, I think it was, says that midlife is at 45 to 65. Really? Now, I would feel a whole lot better if I knew a whole bunch of 130-year-olds because I don't think midlife is 65. But this means that I am four plus years, five plus years away from midlife because 45, I guess, is the I'm squarely in it, man. You're right in the middle, dude. 55. You're right in it. It's kind of funny. How do you like midlife? I love it. Life begins when the kids move out and the dog dies. Would well, you say that you no. you agree with this? No, I don't. I mean, with the dog dying is great. Dogs are high. <laughs> you better watch it because no, no. some people listen to that. I love be very dogs, upset. and I've had great dogs. This and that, but the, when our yeah, last dog, the, the hot dogs that Kirkland sells, those oh, are good. Oh, those are great. No, but when our last dog, you know, left us, yeah, and I love that dog. It was a great dog. You what know? kind of dog was it? It was a bulldog. Really? Did and, it snarl? Oh yeah, slobber. It was named Daisy. That's a great name. We ne- we rescued that dog off a fishing boat, and Daisy loved me. Mm-hmm. But you know there wasn't enough of me to go around. You, wait, you rescued the dog off a fishing boat? Yeah, there was a fishing boat. A friend of my dad had a fishing boat. Uh huh. And there was a dog was on the fishing boat, and something happened to the boat, and the crew abandoned the boat and left the dog on there. Really? And so my dad's friend called and was talking about it, and my dad says, you know, I think. Mark always wanted a bulldog. I've always wanted a bulldog or an, an um, oh, what's the target dog? The English. Your story, man. I don't yeah, know. it's an English. It's the target dog. I always wanted that or the target dog. And then I, the name escapes English me right now. English setter? No, 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 no. Setter? No, it's called I don't know. A, uh, the, one of our dog people. To, I'll remember in a little bit. But anyway, huh. I'm, I'm senior citizen. My clutch is slipping. So anyway, huh. we got the bulldog. Um, we went down and got the bulldog off the boat. Uh-huh. And... Uh, uh, she loved us. We loved her. But she didn't like my wife. Really? Well, she was jealous of my wife. And so we'd be sitting on the couch, and that dog would jump up there and get between us. And trying to push up. Okay. Oh, yeah. Now, bulldogs are notorious not only for going to the snarly thing, but they also uh, they can the, have some serious gas. Did they, your dog have gas? Oh, yeah. They don't chew their food. Oh, yeah. my gosh. That dog could clear a room. <laughs> oh, that, that man. That dog was, yeah. Woo. Yeah, that Daisy. dog says, yeah. Daisy, so anyway, is that you? Daisy. The nice part about having a dog like that is you can blame the dog. Absolutely. <laughs> the, the dog was really smart. It was a lot of fun, had a lot of character. But we're, we have a dog-free lifestyle. But the part I don't agree with is... Yeah, the kids Dogs are out. a lot of care. You should take care of your dog. Absolutely. And so if you're not prepared to take care of the dog, don't have a dog. So right. we, we're enjoying not having to have dogs sit or anything like that. Yeah. But the 
this guy the other day goes, woohoo, you know, all your kids are gone and this and that. And I'm like, you know, my kids have been self-sufficient for a long time. And so it's like, no, there's nothing I can't do at the house that I couldn't do 10 years ago. Huh. So I kind of missed the kids. You missed the kids. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, doing the, I lost, when my oldest son left, I didn't even realize it. I lost the garbage man. I lost the gardener, you know, carpenter's assistant, plumbing assistant. So, yeah. I mean, you're, I'm not going to be a challenge. I'm not in a huge, uh, I'm not in a huge hurry. I, 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 I love my kids. I, they hang out. Good times. We have, we have fun together. So, well, that's good. I, yeah. I so think I'm never that's trying to get rid of them. But they don't. Well, ever, one of them's still at home, right? Kind of, yeah. 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 But I mean, they don't ask me for money. They're not trouble. That's probably why I miss them. If they're a pain in the rear, I'd probably be glad that they're gone, but they're not. They're yeah. Good. My kids haven't gotten to the point yet where they start asking for money so much. They ask for Legos, but no, no like, hey, dad, can I have five bucks? None of that. Not yet. Oh, okay. They will. Yeah. It's coming. I can feel it. All right. So uh, we got a question here. Uh, when someone says that they aren't interested in Christianity because it's a religion and all religions are man-made, what is the best kind of response to that? Hmm. You got any idea on that one? I think that one. I'm not interested in religion it's because it's man-made. man-made. Well, here, here's one thing that comes to my mind. My first response would be, um, how are you so sure that man-made religion and not God-made man to be religious? That's true. I like to do the Jesus response where you throw back another question to the question. People when always, they, get, when they can't they answer. always get challenged by that one. Yeah. Yeah. So that would be my thought. How do you know man made religion or maybe God made man to be religious? Hmm. Yeah. I always, you know, I always go back to like people have to get around the whole Jesus, the historical figure. Uh huh. Jesus, the fact that there's billions of people that follow him. Two billion. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, Jesus is, you know, he's still alive and fresh in people's lives. Like, mm-hmm. you can't get past this. Jesus is not going away. Yeah. So, I mean, how do you explain that? Because, I mean, fads go in and out and this and that. We start there and we work up from there. And then my personal, nobody can argue with my personal walk and testimony of Jesus changing my life. Especially those closest right, right. to me because they've seen the change. Well, in the other side of this, you know, there's been the response for a very long time that we don't just have a religion, we have a relationship. Correct. And so I do think that that's, that's a valid thing to point out. I also think it's valid to point out to people that Christianity as a worldview, as a faith, is quite different, it, it, entirely different than virtually every other religion that you could come up with, because every other religion is trying to attain to some higher level or to reach up to God. And Christianity makes it very, very clear that you could never, by your own efforts or your own abilities, reach up to God. He had to come down to us. So Jesus came down and died for us. So I think pointing out the differences, the significant differences between Christianity and other faiths is valid, important. This is also helpful when I'm having conversations with like Latter-day Saints or Jehovah's Witnesses, identifying that there are a number of similarities. You know, people who are, uh, you know, they go to the Latter-day Saint Church. They're good, moral, family-centered people, but their view of Jesus is entirely different. So coming back to who is Jesus and what did he do is really, really important, the true nature and work of Jesus. Right, and while I, I, I don't discount the fact that it's really important to be able to give an answer for your faith. Yes. Intelligently. Yes. Um, we also have to remember that this is not a, this is not a, a an argument uh, that is going to be, you know, one just with facts and figures. This is an argument. When people come to Christ, it's because of the Holy Spirit. And so, and you have to also recognize that sometimes people are fighting that. 
True. And they want to look for any excuse to not give into that. Yeah, I do want to say, though, on, just to kind of push back a little bit on that whole point, is that, that that it is a work of the Holy Spirit should not in any way make it so we feel like we shouldn't have to give a good answer. Because Peter said, sanctify oh, the Lord yeah, yeah, Jesus yeah, yeah, in your heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks. The I, hope I'm just you. saying that you're not going to argue somebody in the kingdom. There are people yeah. that definitely need some questions answered. Like this show. There you go. That's why we have this. Exactly. They want, there's some questions, there's some stumbling blocks to people sometimes. Yeah. And they need those questions answered before they can get any farther, any closer to the Lord. And so I'll say that for sure. I'm good we're, with that answer. are not good. ashamed. Yeah. yeah. So, so we wanna... some people are not interested in Christianity just because they have a hard heart. They need that heart broken up. Yeah. Yeah. But I do say, like, um, just to sharing personally with people, uh-huh. nobody can argue with your testimony. That's for sure. Yeah. When you start to talk about what Christ has done in your life, it's uh, truly evident that he is alive and well. Right. And there's a lot of uh, giving people an evidence for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that can be your marriage. That can be your relationship with your kids. That can be how you treat others, how you speak. Uh, your patience, your work ethic, all those things are things that show the light of Christ. And they're they're the hard proof that Jesus is part of your life. And it's hard to argue with that. I would totally 100% agree. So I think we answered that one. A changed life is one of the greatest evidences. Absolutely. Well, I mean, we've both seen medical miracles, a we lot have, of different yeah. miracles and things over the years, financial miracles in people's lives. But I, I contend that the greatest miracle I've ever seen is the miracle of a changed heart. And and the proof of the changed heart is the change in actions and attitudes. Yeah. Well, and, it's also amazing. And I know you've had this experience. I've had this experience, too, where people come to the church because their marriage is in crisis and they think we need to go to church and try and fix this. And they're not even Christians. Right. And you sit down, you start meeting with them, do some premar- or some marital counseling. And through the efforts of sharing the good news of Christ with them when you come in. They get to know the Lord, and a few years later, their lives are both radically transformed. It's awesome to see. I've had couples that come to me for premarital counseling because their parents thought it was a good idea Uh and had them get saved halfway through it. Man, that's great. And the old wedding sure changed, I'll tell you that. Yeah. It it was great. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's been a real cool one. All right, number two. In the Gospels, why does Jesus tell his disciples, tell the disciples not to stop the people casting out demons in his name, because if someone is not against them, they are for them. But later he tells his disciples that whoever is not for him is against him. That seems like a direct contradiction. What gives? Is that a contradiction? Well, I I think it's really, really important in a verse like this to actually look at the verse. Yeah, because context is huge in this. Yeah. So whoever's not with us, with, against, let's, uh, let's bring this up here. The massive screen. I can see the glow off your face from the screen. This thing's probably giving me skin cancer. There's a blue blue cast. Are you on Blue Letter Bible? What are you? I am. Yeah, there you go. I can see the blue in your, blue blue in letter your face. Bible. Yeah. Blueletterbible.com. We love that website. Yeah. He who is not with me is against me, and he who does not gather with me scatters abroad. That's Matthew chapter 12, verse 30. He who is not with me is against me. Now, that's in in uh, contrast to there's a group of people who are casting out demons in the name of Jesus. Right. Who were apparently followers of Jesus, but not of the 12 disciples. So that's a little bit different. That's an entirely different situation. So Jesus in Matthew twelve thirty is saying the person who's not with him, so that's joined to Christ, mm-hmm. identifying with Christ, then that person is against him. 
But in the other passage, uh, it seems as though the disciples were frustrated because there were other followers of Jesus who were apparently faithful followers of Jesus. Did we have the beginnings of our first denominational riff? There you go, man. Somebody else is doing something and they're not us. It's totally our nature. I mean, you read the book of 1 Corinthians, you got that whole group of people. I'm of Paul. I'm of Apollos. I'm of Peter. I'm of Jesus. I'm of Bubba. Really? I'm I'm of Ken Graves. All right. I miss Ken. He's a good guy. He is a good guy. Except every time I would see him, he'd punch me in the side. Yeah. Well, you keep calling him Kenny G. That's I do. why. I call him yeah. Kenny G. Kenny G. Yeah, he doesn't like that. Yeah. Most people listening to this probably don't know who Ken Graves is. He's like the brawny paper towel man. He's a pastor up in Bangor. Bangor, Bangor Maine. Bangor, Maine. He always would tell me, Miles, come up to Bangor. It's like, well, all right, someday maybe I will. We should totally go there and eat lobsters. Dude, that would be fun. Were you at the pastor's conference that one year when he was talking about the moose with brainworm? No. That was an epic story. That's why he's such a good men's guy. Yeah, he's talking about this moose with brainworm that he was he was up hiking in the hills in Maine. Is it like came, mad moose disease? So no, apparently when a moose gets brainworm, it makes the moose go crazy. And sometimes when they have the crazy stories about the moose running through the, the middle of town and like destroying things, because they're m- mooses is big. They're big. They're really big. So when a moose gets brainworm, it goes nuts. And then it goes running through, you know, town and just destructive. So, uh, but yeah, so he came upon this moose that was just standing, staring. It had the, the long stare. It wasn't moving. Uh Oh, and he realized this moose has got brainworm. 15-foot stare in a 10-foot so room. So if yeah. I remember the story correctly, I'm pretty sure that Ken Graves had to put that moose out of its misery. Wow. Yeah. And that was like a, a church service? He was talking about it at a pastor's conference. Oh, okay. All right. So yeah. So I know a guy. He yep. was in the Army, and they were doing this uh, snow. Put, they're learning how to ski and all this stuff. Uh-huh. So they were, you know, it's training. Okay. And one of the guys... Thought it was funny because they were like in Alaska or Canada or someplace. He thought it was funny. They were skiing next to this big old bullwinkle. Uh-huh. So it's a moose. Right. And they're kind of goofy looking and dumb and slow and this and that. They're and he, mean. He thought, well, he was a city guy. Uh-oh. He grew up watching Rocky and Bullwinkle. So oh, he didn't know what no. mooses were all about. So um, he went by and he thought it was funny. He chased it a little bit and poked it with a ski pole. Ooh. So they actually life flighted him out. (laughs) Bullwinkle, like, took this dude, knocked him down, and stomped him. Boy, man. And it took basically the rest of the platoon to rescue this guy, what was left of him. It's like you ever seen the footage of, like... You think Al-Qaeda's rough? Don't mess with a moose. You ever seen the footage of a guy, like a bullfighter, when the bull happens to get the bullfighter? Yeah. And it's like, the, the bull just takes out every ounce of aggression it ever had. Finally, for yeah. all the bulls I've that been have been tortured to you, before. I've been trying to get you yeah. for a long time, My buddy. people have hated your oh, people. My oh, my goodness gracious. Yeah. Anyways, uh, maybe we go on to the next question. Do we I answer that? What's with the running of the bulls? I've never understood that in oh, Spain. I don't know. You've just got to be so dense Drunk to think, I'm going to run away from with bull. bulls. I mean, Such a bad idea. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put some red around my neck. and Yeah, that's just Do you yeah, think that would ever smart. happen in California? Do you, do you imagine all the insurance waivers that would have to be signed for that to happen in California? We'd have them wearing helmets. Oh, and, totally. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. The bulls with their horns would have rubber tips. I mean, yeah. Wow. All right. Uh, next question. Do you know of a verse to read to someone who thinks if they kill themselves, 
and they think they can still go to heaven. So it would seem that this question is someone who believes that if you take your life, then you can't go to heaven. Uh, so do you know of a verse that you can read to someone who thinks that they can kill themselves and they can go to heaven? Okay, I just have to say, when you're dealing with suicide, it's kind of a delicate subject. So I think first and foremost, before I give any of my thoughts on this, I'm just going to preface it. I know, Mark. First you, and foremost, I'm not going to make any jokes. Okay, good. Gonna, All right, no, no jokes yeah. on this one. I think it's really important to take it very seriously anytime someone starts talking about suicide. So if they're trying to find a justification to make it okay, I, I think you should take that very seriously and be uh, at very at the very least, you know, trying to figure out where this person is at psychologically if they're doing okay. That, yeah. I'll just I'll just put that out there. Yeah. On the other side, is there a verse that says people who take their lives are going are not going to go to heaven? No, I know of no verse. Yeah, no. I think yeah. it's a Catholic thing, right? We talked about. That. I do it's think taught that in the that Catholic Church. Catholic, if I remember, right? Like yeah. I do know that. Catholic priests will not perform last rites for a person who's committed suicide. Right. Yeah. So yeah, that's more of a church tradition thing. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily think, I can't think of any verse of scripture that necessarily talks about that. Right. Now I, I definitely, you're not, there are a lot of discussions about this among right. theology. And guys. you're yeah. definitely nowhere near God's will. If you do that, right. I mean, you're, yeah. you're making a decision on life and death is really only God's. It's right. not yours. Yeah. So you're stepping this in. This comes playing. into the area of euthanasia, comes yeah. into the discussion of abortion. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you're playing God. We are very pro-life. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, but that, I think that's a, a wrong teaching. It is a very, a big challenge though, because we have seen a, a rise in, uh, mental illness and suicide in our country in the last 10 or so years. And it's not a good thing. I mean, this is a devastating no, reality. Yeah. It's really sad. And it's a result of what's going on in our society, fleeing God. I really believe that. that yeah. That we are, there's a hopelessness in our yeah, society. We don't realize we push God out of our lives and then we're hopeless. And we wonder why are we so hopeless? A loss of meaning, a loss of purpose, a loss of hope. This is why people need the gospel. This is why we need to become much better evangelists. The whole church, not just our church, every church. Right. That's we why these be church doors are open. Wide open. Yeah. We want to see people come to Jesus because we know it's, it's crazy because Jesus is the answer to every one of these problems we see in the media that we're so inundated with. And he's the answer to every one of these problems. Yet people in the media, especially, they do not want you to see Jesus as the answer. It would seem. Because they're not professing Jesus as the answer, which is why the China thing is so cool. Yeah. Right? And people are not protesting over money or, you know, this or that. They're, they're basically, you know, a song about the gospel, praising the Lord, has become their victory song, so to speak, and their protest song. So, but there is no verse for that that I can point to. Uh, is it selfish? Uh, well, let me let me backtrack a little bit. Suicide is uh, devastating, uh, if anybody's considering that. It is the shrapnel, emotional shrapnel that goes around. Uh, well, I'm being very facetious. It's the gift that keeps on giving, so to speak, because those around you question, is there something they could have done? Yep. Uh, and It is inevitable that people, everybody around that person will think, what could I have done? Yeah, and absolutely. It, it, it's Yeah, and it's horrible, and it's selfish. Yeah. Absolutely. But unfortunately, there are people who get to a place, uh, you know, 
mentally and psychologically and, you know, I'll even say spiritually of just being so deep down into depression that thank God I've never had to experience anything like that before. I'm grateful, but there are people who go through that sort of stuff. And in that situation, they need some, some real deep help and prayer. Right. I'll tell you, I've walked through it with some families and uh, it's really, really hard on a family. Yes, it is. I've been very close to some families that have experienced suicide and there's been a number of suicides in my own larger extended families. Yeah, we had one too. Yeah. Yeah. And um, that was my, as a pastor, was my very first memorial. You did a memorial for a suicide. Was my very first memorial. Oh, wow. And so I just remember, man, I was scrambling to try to, you know, because you're trying to explain it so people can reconcile things. Yeah. And so um, I'm trying to remember, I don't think I've done, I've done about 40, almost 50 memorials, funerals. I don't think I've ever done one for a suicide. I've I've done a couple of suicides. Yeah. um, And um, that's really hard. And I would say the the next one for a child. Oh, yeah. I've done some of those. You did one for a child. Those are some of the hardest. So hard. Absolutely. So hard. So well, we answered the question. I think so. And then some. But yeah, yes, there is no verse. No. For that, and there's nothing in the gospel that points to that. Uh, so, yes. All right. Next question. Specifically, what does it mean that angels are messengers of God? All night, all day, angels watching over me. My oh, you got a, you got a little song going on here. I remember that song man, as a oh, kid. Man. Yeah. Bust out, man. Good job. Yeah, I remember that song. Huh, yeah. I didn't know that one. Uh, yeah. Well, the word angel actually means messenger of God. Right. So, I mean, that's part of it. Yeah. So the word angelos in the Greek means messenger of God. So yeah. that's where it comes from. Yeah. Well, angels in the Bible. Let's think. There's Gabriel, Michael. Michael and Gabriel. And I think in the Catholic Bible, we're talking about the Apocrypha. There's the Raphael. Okay. Raphael the angel. That's a good name. All right. Yeah. What about Lo? Lo, an angel of the Lord. Swing Lo. Lo, an angel of the Lord. There wasn't one? Okay, all right. So many great, so many great things. I think. Yes. So, Saint Raphael, really? It's like, what's God's name? Do you know God's name? It's Andy. Andy. Andy said... Andy said, you know, it's, it's in the first, bi- first book of the Bible. Is that what the little kid was talking yeah. about? Butt dust? <laughs> no. We, <laughs> we were butt dust. We were butt dust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, uh, that sounds, yeah. Well, I anyways. love being a, t- a Sunday school teacher was so much fun. So oh, much good material. Goodness gracious. Oh, gosh. We have so many problems here. Oh. Are you sure, people that were listening to this, that you wanted us to come back for episode 21? Yes, Okay, so yeah, angels. Angels are messengers of God. What, what does it mean that they're messengers of God? That's what the word angel means, messenger of God. But this is a follow-up question to the same thing on angels. Okay. Does each believer have their own guardian angel? What do you think? I wanted to hear what you had to say first. I got a verse for it, but I'll... I'll... Uh, let, me, let me hear your verse. Okay. Jesus... In Matthew chapter 18. They ministered to him. No, I'm not talking about that one. Okay, that's okay, another one. Another that's one. another okay. one. I'm talking about when Jesus is talking about little children. And in a passage in Matthew 18.10, he says, Take heed that you do not despise one of these little ones. For I say to you that in heaven, their angels always see the face of my Father who's in heaven. So he's talking about little children. He says, their angels have like direct access to God in heaven. 
Wow. So yeah, I think that there's possibility. That's that may be one of the one of the only real guardian angel passages in the Bible. But you had another thought. Angels came and ministered to Jesus after he was in the uh, wilderness yeah. for forty days, forty yeah. nights. Yeah. So there was something going on there. Uh huh. So that's that was my only thought is because our our there's a few interactions we see supernaturally, right? And uh, we have the visitors to Abraham. We have the visitors to Lot, right? And so, how are we explaining those? And those appear to be angels. Appear to be. Mm-hmm. But then the other thing is, is you know, I think if we start reading what angels look like, they're kind of scary. You All mean the, they're not like little babies with a little nappy, a little diaper no, on? No, they don't have little chubby butts. With they're not cherubs, okay? Not the little little things, and they're they're kind of terrifying. So it's just kind of an interesting uh, thing there. So. Yeah. They have multiple wings and multiple eyes sometimes. Some of the beasts. I don't know if those are necessarily angels, but some angels appear very human-like form, like the ones that you're talking about in Genesis. Right, and then they're talking about you know, that perhaps we've entertained angels unaware. Unaware, Hebrews, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I think, uh, yeah, there's a good possibility for that. I don't. I can't say that. I mean, I guess I could make a case for a guardian angel. Just one, or do you have multiple? I think mine's well, been doing a pretty good job. I, I was going to say, the doing dangerous stuff and staying alive, Angel, he's working overtime. The keeping me away from the buffet table, eating, you know, things that, that aren't really good for me. Is that really his job, though? That guy is like... I don't think that's his he's job. Like, he's got me on the quicker to glory plan. Let's just say that yeah. the little red devil on your left shoulder is doing a much better job in that place. Well, there you go. Yeah. So, oh, well, because yeah, we I had the security team over last night. Uh-huh. And so we had... Manna from heaven? 13 guys. Right. And um, I cooked six tri-tips. Wow. Smoked. To six perfect. tri-tips yes. for 13 guys? Yeah. And so... That's like a pound and a quarter of meat per guy. But typically they eat almost all of it. Whoa. And on top of the special potato salad with lots of bacon. Meeting. But the, the potato salad with bacon. My wife's beans... Wait that, a minute. Hold on. There was bacon on the potato salad. I know there's bacon in the beans. Okay. So the potato salad is eight pounds of potatoes, two pounds of bacon... Quarter pound of mayo and other things mixed Whoa, in there. Good night. Glory. Yeah, okay. don't eat that too often. No, 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 no. Don't whatever you do, don't leave it like in the sun for too long. No. And then the beans are uh, you know, baked to perfection. But they my wife makes a like a bacon quilt on top. That's a lot of love right there. And then you let you let them sit and then that It that, ain't kosher, but it's a lot of love. No, no, no. But the thank you for the sheet that Paul, you know. Mm, bacon mm, was good mm-hmm. so then that the glory from the bacon kind of just seeps back in okay so yeah. um for the kosher people yeah have you ever had turkey bacon yes it just seems wrong it's a disappointment it's strange fire yeah i don't think it's biblical yep turkey bacon's not like biblical. chicken chicken nuggets no nuggets on chicken. There's chicken wings. Yeah. There's chicken if, legs. If you get nuggets on a chicken. You better leave those <laughs> things alone. It's, you know, I think it's called a rooster. Yeah. Too many. Too close to the, the Anyways, radiation. I'm totally going to get yeah. in trouble. Okay. We have one more question here. Oh, we do. Okay. Yes. Um, is there a hierarchy for sin? Are there different levels of sin? I'll definitely make a case that there's different levels. There's a hierarchy for how it can affect you. Mm, that's a good point. Like that. Okay. 
But I mean, just sin, any sin alone is enough to separate us from God. True. So, but I think there's different penalties for different sin. That's and very so, Dante's Inferno of you to different levels of sin, different levels of well, hell. Well, what I mean by that is, is in our economy, yeah, so like, like, not let's God's say, economy. You know, genocide is a little bit worse probably than, say, you know, telling a lie. Yeah, you've, you've, you've murdered many, yeah. Right. Obviously. Yeah. Uh, but, and then, but then there's also our economy. Like different things, even think of raising your kids. Like some things you punish your kids for quicker and it's a bigger deal to you than others. Right. But we have to, you know, first okay, start that with point, it, all sin is on punishing any kids. Sin. So when you have multiple kids, not only is there like varying levels of punishment for different kinds of transactions, shall we say, did you find that different children got different kinds of punishments? Yes, because some were more effective than others. Right. Yeah. Some just don't work on people. No, no, yeah. no, no. But you got to punish. Okay, so uh, are there varying kinds, levels, degrees of sin? I do think that you can make a biblical case for this, because I'm thinking of a verse in 1 Corinthians that uh, Paul is talking in 1 Corinthians about sexual immorality, and he says that sexual immorality is a sin against one's own body, and there's a special kind of uh, aspect to that sin. And then I think of also the words of Jesus when he says, when he's, again, talking about little children, that... If millstone. anyone causes one of the least of these to stumble, yep. it would be better for that person to have a millstone hung around their neck to be cast in the deepest part of the sea. Uh, so there seems to be um, some different levels of uh, sinfulness, if you will. But I do agree with you. I think it's a really good point that all sin, any sin, even the smallest, however someone wants to classify it, sin is sufficient to remove you, separate you from the presence of Almighty God. I remember when we were, you know, just checking out the Christianity thing, like just out of... Uh, just out of paganism? No, just out of high school. Straight out of, straight straight out of, out of paganism. Yeah, straight out of Hong Kong. Yeah, right. no, straight out of high school. And I, I had this one friend, he's like, hmm, I mean, you could go to hell for lusting after a woman? And he goes, I'm thinking I just go all the way. I go, what are you talking about? He goes, who wants to be that schmuck in hell that goes, oh, yeah, I'm here because I lusted after a woman. I'm like, I think you're missing the point, bro. <laughs> is that guy a Christian? Did he ever no, come he to Jesus? No, he oh, never gave his life to he the Lord. He was reasoning this no, out he way was, too much. He is still totally pagan. He's still trying to go further than lust. Yeah, he's just like, oh, man, if I'm going to do this, i got to go all the way you know, and make it count. You should call that guy and say, hey, listen, it's been a long time. I think it's time for you to repent. I let you go long enough. You know what? It's like letting a string out on a tuna. I'm going to tell you right now. The results of his life are hell on earth enough. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, so, oh boy. I'm still there for him. I talked to him. Really? So, still relationship with the guy? Oh, heck yeah. I love to keep relationships with people like That's that. Good. And That's good. I love it when the thing goes, how come everything's working out good for you? You must be just really lucky. You are so lucky. I am. So fortunate. I feel, I'm so blessed. Yes, indeed. So anyway, hierarchy of sin. So I did have somebody pitch this to me once, and I've chewed it around in my brain a little bit. Mm. They're saying like, you, you know, sins you do with your body, sexual sins. Mm -hmm. You know, the Holy Spirit's in us, right? You're kind of dragging the Holy Spirit into yeah. some of the well, stuff. Well, that's exactly what Paul says in the yeah. next verse. And so he says, First Corinthians 6.18, he says, flee sexual immorality. Every sin that a man does is outside the body, but he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you? whom you have from God, and you are not your own. So, uh, yeah, you kind of are making the Lord come along with you in your sin. Yeah, and so you're dragging, dragging the Holy Spirit into there's it. A passage like, he doesn't in, want to be there. Uh, there's a passage in Isaiah where 
Isaiah is ripping on the people for, you know, their sinfulness and that the people in Isaiah's day, they thought that they were getting away with something. And who sees us? Who knows us? Nobody knows what's going on. Hey, listen, God's right there. He sees, he knows, he knows what's going on. Right. I know like the, there's different results of sin. Yep. Uh, You cheat on your taxes. You might spend some time with some people called the internal revenue service and you might join a new gym in jail. If you're really, really bad at it, right? So that's uh, that's a bad goodness. thing, right? Uh, I know that God calls out... So uh, Israel cheated on their taxes for a long time. Yeah, and they got thrown away they for went 400, to Babylon. 400 and how many years? Well, no, they went to Babylon for 70 years. Okay. That was the cheating on their uh, their tithes. Exactly. Right. They didn't let the, the land rest either, yeah, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. And then um, God knows that with Cain and Abel... Mm-hmm. Your brother's sin, his blood cries out. We're going to be me. talking about Cain this weekend. Oh, really? He shows up in First John. Raising Cain? He talks about, you know, we need to love our brother, mm-hmm. not like Cain. Oh. Yeah. Am I my brother's keeper? His yes. blood cries out for me, to me. Goodness gracious. Well, you think God didn't know about that one? He knows. Yeah. So it affects sin that affects other people. Man, like I don't. I don't want to be the guy who's like, it says, what, how does God feel about sowing discord among brethren? Bad news, don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. Because that's the gift that keeps on giving in a bad way. So, that's yeah. one of the things God hates. Yeah, so there's a list of stuff that God hates. Yes. We might want to bring those up. What do you think? Sure. Yeah. What was it, Solomon that brought up the things that were mysterious to him? Yeah, he did bring up the yeah. things that were mysterious to him. Yeah, I was thinking of Solomon the other day. All righty. Solomon in the Proverbs. Proverbs 6, verse 16. These six things the Lord hates, yes, seven, are an abomination to him. A proud look, Ooh. a lying tongue. So proud look is what? Pride. Just arrogance. Pr- just arrogance. Okay. Sure. Okay. A lying tongue. All right. Hands that shed innocent blood. Ooh, so murder. That's not good. A heart that devises wicked plans. Ooh, plotting and scheming to do bad things. Feet that are swift in running to evil. A false witness who speaks lies. And one who sows discord among, among brethren. brethren. Mm. So like if That's you've like got, a seven-part series right there. Maybe we well, should do that one. It would be awesome to explain that. That's like what's crazy. There we go. That would be a great advertising campaign. God hates! Exclamation point. There you go. Right. What God hates, or just mm. God hates? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. God the hater. Ooh. Good gracious. Whew. Okay, so if you were to to corner some of the fellowship who's uh, gossiping mm. and all this, and you said, what's worse, being a homosexual or gossiping Gossip. about people? They go, oh, being a homosexual, right? Hmm. But it didn't make the list. It's not on that list. Nope. It's on some other lists. It's it'll on the it'll list. keep you out of heaven. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, well the, so is my driving. <laughs> Might get you there quicker. Well, actually. I'm hyper Pentecostal when it comes to driving, but I'm just saying, like that uh, didn't make the goodness. list. Some of the things that we pick on the most, they don't even make the list. Yes, right, true. Like, to sow discord among brethren and turn them against other brothers in the church—that's serious stuff. The, the proverbs are a good place to read. Thirty-one proverbs, proverb a day, probably a good plan. I remember one time we were going to have a fairly serious medical procedure done, mm. and we were shopping doctors. I was interviewing doctors. Yeah. And the doctor I was you talking to. You can do that? Yes, you can. Okay. So I, I this, somebody recommended this doctor, and I, we just met, 
And he's like, hey, what do you do? And I said, I work at a church. What do you do at a church? I'm a pastor, okay? And it turns out we knew some of the same people. But, like, just because you're a Christian doesn't mean you're operating on me, okay? So, it just, anyway. So, or my family. So, we started talking, and he was really excited to say, hey, because I was praying. I'm like, Lord, I need the right person. Dude or guy or gal, but I need the right doctor for this deal. So, um, and I, so I went in there all prayed up. And so I go in there all prayed up and, uh, he just decides to make, he goes, yeah, my daughter, I'm really excited. My daughter's graduating from college and, and, uh, I've been working on this for like a year and a half, two years. I go, what are you working on? He goes, I've been going through the Proverbs and every day I go through a proverb and I write my thoughts on that proverb and yeah. And what. I'm praying for my daughter that she will make the wise choices on what this means to me and how important it is. So every day he goes through, he went through all the Proverbs. He put it together in a book. And this dude probably bought her a Ferrari too. I don't know. But he gave her this book. And I thought when I left there, I felt like the Lord was really, really communicating to me. It's like, here's a guy who puts a premium on my wisdom, on the importance of godly wisdom. This, this is the guy. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Heck yeah, this is the guy. And so, and you know what? He was the guy. There you go. Yeah, he was amazing. He was a wise guy. In a good way. In a good way. Yeah, so he was a doctor who knew the Lord, but also just knew the wisdom, God's wisdom was a very important name. So I totally agree. I love the Proverbs, and they make you think. Mm-hmm. They really do. Because it's crazy out there. People yes. calling good evil and evil good. Putting darkness for light and light for darkness. Yep. Not so good. Not so bueno. Okay. Well, I think that that's it. I got no more questions. You got any questions? Nobody's come alongside and said, hey, Mark, what about this? No. My wife did ask me about the, the measure in First Kings about baths. Yeah, because there was a thing in First Kings 7 about... There 2, were 2,000 baths. baths. That's a, that's a bu- volume, a measure yeah, of so volume. Like, talk about your you know, five-bedroom, four-bath houses, right? <laughs> right? I'm like, man, it's you all... Only, you, only a- got a, you only got a three-and-a-half bath? I got 2,000 baths. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, what's, what's, what's wrong Solomon, with you, man? man? I mean, I know your mom was Bathsheba, but, you know, what's what's the deal? And, uh, and she's like, what's with all the baths? And I'm thinking, you know, I don't know. I've never really studied it that much. And so turns out it's a unit of measurement. That's right, volume. Yeah, like a what, an EPA, EPA? Ifa, Ifa, okay, and an Omer, an or Omer. Homer. Some people say Homer, 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 Omer. Nah, you know. <laughs> don't. It's like people who say huge versus huge. huge. Yeah, or is it human or is it human? human. Uh, well, interesting. Do you remember when the planet wasn't was Uranus instead of Uranus? Now it's Uranus. That's what they say all the time. <laughs> and then the other one is it used to be harassment. And now it's harassment. The Brits have taken over. I think the way they spell... In spilled, no time, we're going to be saying aluminium. I say aluminium, actually, you say to aluminium? throw people off. Oh, look at you. The other one is, sometimes when I spell tire, I'll use the European spelling. I was listening to this guy the other day. color. He was introducing another guy who's going to get up and speak. And the yeah. guy who's going to get up and speak is, speak is English. And so, you know, he's got one of those accents that automatically gives him like 20 IQ points. It's just not right. Yeah. So the guy introducing him is going on and on and on about his British accent. And then the proper Englishman gets up there and says, you know, I just want all of you to know there is no such thing as a British accent. There is a Welsh accent. There is a Scottish accent. 
there's an English accent, there's an Irish accent, but there is no British accent. I thought, yeah, there you go. Thank you very much. For Humble as always. Just putting us on, in our place. Yeah. I just want to welcome here, straight out of Britain. <laughs> i tell you what. i tell you what. Man. Well, I think kind of the secret password code word for the weekend when they come up to us, just walk up to us and go, i tell you what. i tell you what. I'll Hashtag you what. America, because tomorrow, tomorrow Fourth of July. is the 4th of July. I'm excited about that. America. You know, okay, so people like to throw the French under the bus, okay? Uh-huh. It's kind of a national pastime. They make good mustard. And, yeah, I, I get it. Yeah, do you think that's quite the company? I, I'm not quite sure that is, but not yeah. the same yeah. thing. I mean, there's, I guess, great wine, great okay. cheese. There you go. They do name guys named Michelle, which is a little, I still All can't right. figure out, but that's okay. But every July 4th weekend, uh-huh. uh, there's one French guy that comes to our church. And I always go up and I go, hey, bro, I want to thank my, for my people to your people because the French actually helped they us. They come and they had our back. Beat. They had our back. Whoop. Open that, a can on the British. That whole Revolutionary War. I mean, thing. I know the God had something to do with it. I'm convinced. Okay. Yeah. But uh-huh. I know you're not agreeing with me. No, but, no, no. I'm uh, fine. No, no, you know, I don't know. Was, you know. There's a big discussion sovereign. theologically about this. No, I know. They're, yeah. yeah. They're saying God doesn't get involved in the playoffs or war. But anyway. Oh, he totally gets involved in the playoffs. Oh, is that what it is? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. God's a football fan. Chargers don't have a prayer. Nope. No. Going straight to hell. No, neither the Padres. They, they, they already left the promised land. Yeah, well, that's what happens. Right. So The Padres, at least they're associated with monks. That's true. Yeah, the friar. Mm, I like it. We're so far off in the weeds. That's okay. Goodness gracious. All right. Okay, so, so I'll uh, tell hashtag you America. I'll tell you what. Tell you, well, we can do hashtag America. No, no. You, uh, no. Either or. I'll, tell you I'll take both. Either one. I'll okay. take both. We'll All right, they're well, listening. God bless you. Next week is episode 22, and we will certainly be here. So make sure. You text in your questions. For our multitude of listeners. All three of you. Yes. No, come on. Maybe a few more. One or two. Peace out and God bless. Adios. Wow.